The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Thank you, Jesus. Man, God is faithful. Amen. Amen. God is faithful, man. I get so excited just hearing the word of God because I'm like, man, I'm still in the game. And I'm still, and I'm on the winning side. So, man, that's so exciting. That's so exciting. Anyway, good morning, church. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? Come on, man. I do better when you're smiling back at me. Good morning to the online church. Uh, This is... The second service. So last week, Pastor Chipo started an awesome, awesome, um, you know, series, right? Uh, design your life with your words. That's what she started last week. Uh, and man, an exciting, exciting series. And we got to know that truly we can design our, 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 our lives with our own words, right? We can design our lives with our words. And we got to the foundational scripture which says, Proverbs 18, verse 21, and it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So we see here that there is some fruit associated with our tongues. You know, there is some fruit. Whenever you speak a word, there is some fruit. You know, those who are, of us who are married, we know that when you speak some words, there is some fruit which is going to come with it. Amen. I mean, the brothers know what I'm talking about, you know. <laughs> you get up, you, you know, careful what sort of fruit you want. <laughs> but man, that's, that's what it's about, man. And talking about designing our lives, guys, ladies, 10 years of designer life, man. Three weeks time, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Man, I've never seen people who are so organized. I've never, man, you know, my, my wife happens to be in the committee, and not that I'm listening to the meetings, but she, yeah, you can just tell these people are busy, man. These people are busy. And then we've got ladies coming from all over the world, Los Angeles. I hear there are 10 women coming from Los Angeles, Botswana, Zimbabwean, Cape Town, coming for designer life. Man, you want to be a, a designer life? If you're here, you're not coming to designer life. I don't know. I don't know. You want to be a designer life. It's going to be amazing. Now here for the gents, you know, there's, there's a registration table if you want to serve there. It's going to be amazing. I'm always there serving at designer life, man. And it's such a blessing. And I always want to serve inside, you know, arranging chairs, you know, so that we can listen to the word. Because that's how powerful the word is. And man, we, 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 it's going to be amazing. Am I excited? You know, Designer Life is global. And today we've got the online global church for those watching. Uh, man, if we got people from all over the world joining that. If you need a link, you know, it's so amazing. You know, people get to be prayed for, testimonies. So send an email to admin at faithfulchurch.co.za. It's at 5 p.m. Johannesburg time today. So that's going to be amazing. Anyway, guys, talking about designing your life, you know, I never got to have an in-depth conversation with uh, Pastor Chipo is, as to why, you know, it's called designer life, right? But when I just started to think about it, you know, I just, you know, my mind just took me to the world of designer brands, right? And designer brands are fascinating, you know? And, and for me, there are two things that I just, you know, that just stand out for me. First of all, it's just the price. 
No, these things, guys, they cost money. You know, just a little purse can set you back 20,000 rands. You know, a thousand US dollars for a little purse. And, and, and it's, it's so amazing. It's fascinating. But what's even more fascinating is really their resilience in tough economic times. You know, I mean, if you don't believe me, and I know Pastor C is the one who likes stats, you know, the second richest man in the world, guess what business is in? Luxury goods. Man, you'd think after coming out of the pandemic, the war in Ukraine, that, you know, luxury goods will be suffering. But no. You know, you know Bernard Arnault, he's, he's worth 222 billion US dollars. He's a French national. He's like 2 billion less than Elon Musk, right, in terms of the world rankings. And I'm like, man, imagine, you know, handbags are there up there with electric cars and rockets. Imagine. <laughs> How women are powerful. Man, imagine. Handbags and, and, and perfumes are they ranking, you know, with, with, with rockets, electric cars. Yeah? Serious things, yeah? I am not with you there. Don't me there. It's serious. We, we know handbags are serious, guys. Yeah. You know, this is just a tip. Those of you, you just know, guys. When you get married, handbags are a serious thing. So anyway. These things, right? It's so amazing, man. You know, they're up there with, with now it's called X. You know, if you've got money, you can do whatever you want. You know, it's now called X, you know, Twitter. You, you just change the name because you've got the money. But anyway, these things are up there. And I was like, you know what? But what, what makes designer brands so special? You know, what makes them special? And again, two things, guys. And today, there's nothing about two things. It's nothing spiritual. It's just that I was just getting two things, right? But I saw that, you know, what makes designer brands so special, number one, is the designer. You know, the reputation of the designer. If it's Louis Vuitton, it's whatever it is, it's, it's, it's the reputation, yeah. right, of, of the designer. The, you know, that's, that's what makes them special. And the second thing is, is the materials that the designer uses. I mean, they use the best of the best. They use the best in the world. Because guess what? Even if it was Louis Vuitton, but you're seeing that, hey, man, this thing is made of plastic. I mean, I mean you just say, ah, I don't know, but, ah, but I mean, you know what I'm trying to say? It's, it's not really backed up. You know, what backs it up is the leather, it's the what, 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 which they use, right? And I was just thinking, no, it's just like us in our own lives. You know, God has commissioned us to be the designers of our own lives. You know, God has commissioned us to be the designers of our own lives. And he has given us the materials to design our lives with. He has given us the materials to design our lives with. And, and that's so special. That's so special. And I was like, okay, man, so you, I can also design my life such that even if there's an economic downturn, such that whatever is happening in my life, man, my life is just progressing. And I was like, man, this is so exciting. Because, man, I mean, these designer brands, it's crazy, guys. I mean, when, I think it was now level, whatever, three or four, when they now said, you know, people should go to the malls. And I remember my wife and I went to Santon, and I couldn't believe it. There were people standing in queues at the Louis Vuitton store. <sighs> and they were, I mean, they were not even social distancing. I mean, they were there waiting to go into the store. You know, the first day that they say Santon is open. And I was like... But they are saying that people have lost their jobs. People have lost their businesses. What's going on? These people are out here in these stores, man. They want to spend 20000 on a little purse. <laughs> on a belt. <sighs> I was like, man, this is unbelievable. Yeah. But that's the power of a designed life. Yeah. 
That's the power of a designer brand. It doesn't matter what is happening around you. You will still flourish in your life. So God has given us the ability to design our lives. And he has given us two ways in which to do this. And it all involves using our mouths, speaking. And the first thing is that you can actually speak what you want to see into existence. What you want to see in your life, you can speak it into existence. And the second thing is that you can actually speak what you don't want to see out of existence. That's the second thing that you can actually do. And I know you can now say, ah, Pastor H, but where are the scriptures? Where are the scriptures, you know? Let's go into the scripture. <laughs> Let's go into the scriptures. So the first thing we actually talk, we're going to talk about, you know, speaking things into existence. Let's go to Genesis 1, verse 26 to 27, in the New King James Version, right? Um, it says this, Then God said, Let us make men in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So here, guys, we see two very interesting things, right? First of all, God created us in his image, right? And, the, and, and what image means is a, a, visual, a visual representation of something. So we are visual representations of God. Right? He made us in our image. We are his visual representations. We carry his nature. And we know it says in John 4 verse 24 that God is spirit. It says God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So God is spirit, therefore we are spirit as well. Right? Because God is spirit. And it also says that we are created according to his likeness. Meaning, talking about functionality. Meaning that we function the same way that he functions. And we do the same things that he does. So we saw here, guys, I mean, in the story of creation, just going back there, in Genesis 1, verse uh, 1 to 3, I mean, God gave us a blueprint, right? It says here, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form. There was chaos. And void and darkness on the face of the earth. It was a bad situation. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And it says, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. So guys, God did not talk about how bad it was. He doesn't say it's pitch dark. Or it's what, what, what. He just said, let there be light. He said, oh, it looks so ugly. It doesn't have form. Oh, oh, oh. He just said, let there be light. Right? Let there be light. And that's what we should do in our lives. Let there be light. Just speak light into existence. Don't speak about how bad it is. Just speak light. Speak life into existence. Right? And even when God wanted to turn the desire that he had for us in Genesis 26, that, you know, we have dominion, he actually had to speak it in verse 28. So you go to Genesis 1, 20, uh, 1 verse 28, it says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them. So it doesn't matter how much of a desire you have for your business to do well. If you do not speak to your business to do well, 
then it's not going to happen. If you don't speak for your, to your career to, go, to get well, it won't happen. If you don't speak to your body to get well, it's not going to happen. So the desire was there, but God had to speak it. Guys, these verses are not just people who like writing them. They are actually an instruction for us. They are a blueprint for us. It's not like they wanted to fill up the Bible. It says, then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. He said exactly the same things that he wanted to see. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Word for word. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Right? So we have to speak what we want to see. We have to design our lives with our words. And guys, the quality of the words determine the quality of our existence. The quality of the words that you use in your life determine the quality of the life that you experience. It's as simple as that. And what are the quality words? The quality words are those that are found in the word of God, from Genesis to Revelations. Those are the quality words that we need to be using in our lives. The word of God. Because the word of God is the only thing, guys, that has the power, that has power to produce life in our lives. It's the only thing that produces the Zoe life, the abundant life, nothing missing, nothing broken. It's the word of God. Jesus speaking in John 6, verse 63, he said that it is the spirit who gives life. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Speaking things that you are seeing in the flesh profits nothing. Speaking how the situation looks like produces nothing. There is no profit in that. But if you speak according to the spirit, the words of God, then there is life in that. That's what produces life. And he says these words, they are life, guys. <laughs> they are things. Words exist. They are things. Words. And that's what the power of con that's where the, the, the power of confession is, right? Because we are speaking the word of God. And we know that it says, and Pastor Chip was saying last week, that confession is the Greek word homologio, which is basically in the Greek, which says to speak the same as another. And as children of God, we speak the word of God. We speak the words that God says. To say, I, I, you are healed. That's the words that I, that I speak. I'm, you are prosperous. That's the words that I speak. You've got peace. That's the words that I speak. Because those are the only words that are backed up by God. Right? P.T. said that last week. That's, those are the only words that are backed, backed up by God. It's his word. Jeremiah 1 verse 12, he says that he watches his word to perform it. What currency do the words that you're speaking have? What value backs them up? We look at the currencies of the world. There are different currencies. There's this dollar, this whatever. But what makes it powerful is what is backing it up. It's the value of the economy that backs up that paper. It's just printed paper. But what makes it valuable than the other, it's the value that's backing it up, the economy of that country. And we are backed up by the economy of heaven. 
The words that are in the word of God are backed up by the economy of heaven. Backed up by the power of heaven. So we can be confident that when we speak these words, man, they release life in every situation. Because they are backed up by the power of God. They are backed up. And the second way that we see that when we design our lives is that we speak what we do not want out of existence. If you don't want it, speak it out of your life. Don't entertain it. Speak it out of your life. If you don't want that, I mean, if anything that gives you stress, <laughs> you don't want it in your life. You are not graced to carry it. If you were, it would not give you stress. It would not give you anxiety. So you speak it out of your life. And you, God has given you the authority to do that. And we see Jesus speaking in Mark 11. You know, verse 12. I mean, this is an awesome story. You're going to read it. You know, this is the story when, you know, when he cursed the fig tree. You know, he cursed it. It says here in verse 12, it says, Now the next day when they had come out of Bethany, this is after the triumphal entry, right? He was hungry and he's seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves. He went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For it was not the season of figs. For it was not the season of figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. In response, and his disciples heard it. Meaning that he said it loudly. It was audible. He didn't say it in his mind or in his heart. He said it loudly. Right? And his disciples heard it. They went about their business. And in the next morning, he says now in verse 20, now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter remembering said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever, someone said whoever. whoever. Say I am a whoever. Yes. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. And he says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, when? When you pray. Believe you received them. In the AMP it says, believe you have received them already. And it says, and you will have them. Right? Believe already when you pray and you will have them. And it goes on to say in verse 25, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Strive. But this is something that is working internally, guys. This is an internal thing that you are actually working, that, that, that is being engineered inside you. So you have to let it go. It's difficult to be mad at someone, guys. It's difficult. Let it go. It doesn't help, right? It says that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. So let's just get into this. Just dissect, you know, this, this powerful, powerful uh, passage of scripture, right? So it says, read yourself as, 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 of strife. And secondly, it says, 
to not doubt. Because you get asked, so Pastor H, why do I just take the Bible and start saying, hey, I'm above only and never beneath. Hey. <laughs> it's not mechanical. It's not mechanical. Right? You have to believe. Right? You have to believe your words. Cast out doubt. And guys, this is not easy. You have to be stubborn. This requires you being stubborn. It requires you being stubborn. Because guess what? You are seeing the situation with these two. And you are hearing it with these two. That eye is bad. So this takes you, like, it takes you to fight. This takes faith. Right? And you have to believe it in your heart. Not the heart-pumping organ. Because you know in Proverbs 23 verse 7 it says, For as he thinks what? In his heart. So you need to believe it. And you need to see yourself already with it. It says you need to see, right? Right? You have to. When you pray, believe that you received it. I have my peace. I have my joy. I have my baby. I have my promotion. I have my business. When I'm praying, I am seeing it already. I am seeing it already. Right? I'm seeing it. What's the issue here, guys, is we are waiting for permission before we see it. We are waiting for the doctor's report before we see it. We are waiting for them to say, I ah, know the blood levels are now better, are getting better, then I praise the Lord. That's not what it's saying here. It's saying when you pray, when it's at its worst, that's when I'm praising God for my victory. When it's saying this, it's getting even worse. That's why I'm saying I'm praising even more. When it's happening like that, because that's the way it works. You know, this past few months, man, you know, our lives, it was hectic. Man, and I was just like, you know, and one thing I just said, not summer will be better. Because I just didn't understand what was going on. I just didn't understand. It was just this and that and whatever it is. And one of the things that my father was not well, he was admitted in hospital. And I was like, yo, this, <laughs> you know, what, what do you do? You know, in the natural, there's no, there, there's no help, there's no solution that we are seeing here. And it seems that it's just getting worse. And I'm like, Lord, you know, praying, and, and Lisa was smart enough to just talk to the Holy Spirit, Lord, what do I do? What do I do, man? And, Lord, and the Lord said, you know what? Your problem is you are waiting for the doctor's report. Your problem is every day when he's admitted, when you, you know what my mom is still there, when, you, when they go to the visiting, you ask them, how was it? What did the doctor say? Is it getting better? Then you are waiting for that so that you can praise the Lord. Don't say that's the problem. You are waiting for permission to praise the Lord. <coughs> Do you know what the problem of the fig tree was? Jesus had no right to expect in the natural those figs because it wasn't the season for figs. He had no right to expect it. Right? But the fig tree's problem is that it didn't yield to the divinity of Jesus. When it came into the presence of Jesus, it had to yield to the power of God. 
and produce those figs because God wanted figs. That was the problem of the fig tree. It had to realize that when God appeared, the season of figs appeared. That's what it had to realize and that's why it was cursed. And Jesus responded to it because what? Your mountains are speaking to you every single day. Our mountains, they speak. Man, when you open your bank account, it speaks to you. Says you're not going to make it. Right? When you see that doctor's report, is speaking to you because it's saying that, hey, you're not going to make it. Right? When you see whatever, you, but what? guess what? It's time for you to respond. To say that enough is enough. I'm drawing the line here. I'm going to respond. Right? Let me tell you something, devil. You've messed with the wrong one. So Jesus didn't have a right. But guess what? In the spiritual, he had the right. And in the spiritual, we have the right to speak what we want to see, to remove these mountains from our lives and get them to be cast into the sea. It doesn't matter if you're not the one who's not, who's not well. But if it's your family member and it affects you, you are the one who's affected. And the devil is messing with you big time. And it's time to say no more. We draw the line in the sand here. And we are saying be removed and be cast into the sea. And you have to see it. God said to me, hey, take pictures of your dad when he was well. When you were together. When you were having a great time. Remember when you had great times together. Have that memory of him and start speaking life into this situation. Because sometimes all we have is what the doctors are saying, what the economy is saying, what this rejection letter is saying. You can't speak anything from that point. You need to take out that good image, that good picture of when your relative was well. You need to look at your relative well, your daughter, your son, whoever, when they are well. And you need to paint that. that let those words, that word of God, let those pictures paint the canvas of your heart and say no more. I'm speaking life into this situation. I've seen a victory in this situation. But you have to, you have to have a basis. You have to have a foundation. And that is the word of God. Amen. The designer is only as good as the materials that they use. Amen. Our lives are only as good as the word of God that we are using. Amen. To paint the canvas of our hearts. The words that we are using to speak out and create the lives that we want to see. That's what it is. And guys, I know the problem is sometimes it's been happening for so long. This has been happening for way too long. I think we just have to tolerate it. I think this is just what life is about. I think God has given me the power to handle this. Let me tell you, if it, bo if it bothers you, he hasn't given you the power to do it. If it's bothering you, that's not your cross to bear. Jesus already bared that cross. He already dealt with that. So that it's not about contentment. That's not what that scripture is talking about. That's not what Paul was talking about. It's not saying be content with illness. Be content with lack. That's not what it's about. So we, we basically say, you know, this has taken so long, guys. And you have to fight with everything. To see someone who's not well in the natural as being well is not easy. It takes a fight. It takes everything that is in you because it's going against your sanity. 
<laughs> because if you're saying that's it's saying this person is not well. Right? Logically, that's what it's saying. But remember the word says that it gives us peace beyond understanding. There's a world that is beyond our understanding. There's a world beyond that. And it takes a lot, guys. It takes a lot. And this is taking too long. Surely if God wanted it fixed, it should have been done already. Surely if God wanted this, why did this happen? But guys, let me tell you this. This country, for example, is one of the best constitutions in the world. But guess what? Thieves will, start, will still try to rob you. They'll still try to jump into your yard. You know, some of you stay in this high with these massive security complexes. They'll still try. God forbid those who even stay around you will even still try. But can I say that this constitution doesn't work because why did that thief try? The thief is going to try. The thief is going to try. He's going to try and discourage you. He's going to try. And this is serious, guys. Some of us have lost people. Lost people. Someone died. They're like, Dude, but, you know, this, you know, we're praying. The thief will try. But simply because the thief tries does not mean that the word is not good anymore. Amen. The word is good. Yes. The word is good. But we need to, be, to believe it. We need to be skillful in the application of the word. We do not wait for permission. We don't wait for permission. We don't wait for permission. Because this word is true. This word is good. They might say your womb is not good. But Jesus is good. They might say your sperm count is low. But Jesus is enough. Hear what I'm saying? They might say your qualifications are not good. But Jesus is qualified. They can say your race, your nationality, your gender, they are not good. But Jesus is good. Man, you can even say, I mean, you could have made the mistake yourself. I'm the one who made this mistake. I'm the one who messed up this business. I'm the one who messed up my career. I'm the one who messed up this relationship. But guess what? Jesus is good. Jesus is good. Don't let the devil tell you that it's the mistake you made. Hey, I'm a child of God. I'll make many mistakes. as well. I'm a child of God. I don't get what I deserve. I get what Jesus deserves. Because Jesus paid it all on the cross. And Jesus wants me healed. Jesus wants me well. So I don't look at the error that I made. The hardest thing to live in this life is to live a life of regret. Regret is like death. Regret is brutal. If the devil keeps you in the place of regret, man, he got you good. Oh, you should have resigned from that job. You should have not have resigned. You should not have done this. Look at now. Let me tell you, God is the best GPS in this world. He can reroute that thing in ways that you can never imagine before. He don't matter what happened. He can reroute it in the name of Jesus. But God is not limited by what we see. He says that the things that are seen were created by things that are unseen. They were created by the word. The things that are unseen. 
The word, it is spirit and it's life. It's in existing to change things. And those mountains, they've got ears. And they're waiting for you to speak into them to be removed from your life and to be cast away. Prosperity is waiting for you to speak so that it can be superimposed in your life. Health is waiting for you to speak so that it can be superimposed into your life. We are not waiting for the doctor's report. In the name of Jesus, we are speaking against autism right now. In the name of Jesus, we are not waiting for a qualification. We are speaking against limitations right now in the name of Jesus. And we are saying, be removed from our midst and be cast into the sea right now in the name of Jesus. I am not waiting to be the right nationality right now to get those business deals. I am not waiting for it. Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. The ultimate price. There will be no other price that we are waiting for on this earth. There is no other price that we are waiting for. Jesus paid it all. On the cross. And it's time for you to stand. And say no more. No more. No more. No more. God can turn any situation around. God is never too late. It's your career. I want to do this. He's never too late. He's never too late. It doesn't matter. I don't get my permission from the standards of this world. I get my permission from God. I get my permission because I'm a child of God. I've got the power of heaven backing me up. That's where I get my permission from. So we do not wait to qualify. You have to fight. When my dad was in hospital, I had to fight. You have to fight. You have to fight. You have to fight and say, no more. No more. Be removed and be cast into the sea. In the name of Jesus. Be removed and be cast into the sea. We all know what we are going through. I need you to stand. Watching online. I need you to see your victory. We're saying I'm going to see a victory. I need you to see your victory. You are not to blame. The same way is the power is not coming from you. Your actions, nothing is coming from you. In the name of Jesus. It's not coming from you. It's not about what you have done. It's about what Jesus has done for you. It's about the power of God. So those barren fig trees have to go. Those barren fig trees have to go right now. In the name of Jesus. I cannot fight this battle for you. You have to fight this battle for yourself. You know what's going on in your life. You need to speak the word. So right now, let's, let's begin to speak. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I command sickness right now to depart from our midst right now. In the name of Jesus, right now, I command sickness to be cast into the sea, to depart from our midst right now. In the name of Jesus, 
I command depression to be cast, to be uprooted and cast into the sea. Right now in the name of Jesus, I command sickness to leave in the name of Jesus. Cancer leave right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, back pain. In the name of Jesus, Adex, we do not tolerate you anymore. We draw the line in the sand and we say, be removed and cast into the sea. In the name of Jesus, chaos in our families, be removed and cast into the sea. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. Right now, we say no more. Peace come in the name of Jesus. Insomnia, we speak against you. We say be removed and cast into the sea. Right now in the name of Jesus. We speak the sleep of God in the night season. Right now in the name of Jesus. We speak the peace of God. Thank you Lord for your peace. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for promotion. Thank you for your miracles Lord. Thank you for good news Lord. Thank you, Jehovah, for good news, Lord. Thank you for your peace. We do not wait for doctors. We do not wait for men. But, Lord, we, wait. We, are, we are in you. We enforce our victory in you, Lord God. Because we know that the things that are seen are subject to the things unseen. They are subject to your word. They are subject to your goodness. They are subject to your mercy. They are subject to your peace. And we speak peace in our lives. We say no more in the name of Jesus. No more we speak against the maneuvers of the enemy. We are no longer going to yield to that. Devil be removed from our lives and cast into the sea right now. In the name of Jesus, go with your maneuvers and your machinations. Go from our midst in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Church, you hold on to your confession. You hold on to the word. My dad is well today. He was discharged from that hospital. He is well. He is well today. In the natural sin, it's getting worse and worse. But he's well. Because of Jesus. Because of standing up and saying, no, I'm not going to tolerate this. We are children of God. We are seated in heavenly places. Far above every principality and power. Far above every name that is named. Far above barrenness. It's not your portion. You will have your baby. It is not your portion. It is never your portion. Never accept it. Never accept it in the name of Jesus. That you died lonely, never accept it in the name of Jesus. Never ever accept it. Never. We are standing on the word of God today. And we are saying we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. <laughs> and the devil wants to say, ah, no, 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 no. No, we are more than conquerors. And I don't care how long it's going to take. I will stand on that word. I will keep on speaking. I will never bow down to the enemy. I will never bow down to the word of the devil. I will never. I will never do it. I will stand on the word of God. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Lord. Well, church, if you're visiting with... We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.